What's going on, FA Nation? Jonathan Pemby here with Sean Mitchell, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here recording on Monday evening for Tuesday's nine-game NBA DFS main slate. And, Sean, uh, there are some nice matchups on this one, but we just looked over the point spreads for an early preview, uh, and one game jumps out. Uh, I think it might be the highest Vegas line total I've seen so far this season. Now, I'm talking about the Sacramento-Brooklyn game. The game total is 242. Yeah, but the 242, that's just uh, just nuts. So I don't think you've seen that high yet. I, I don't think you've seen 240 before. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's the highest one easily we've seen all season long, which is pretty crazy. And I mean, again, we know, we know neither team really plays a lot of defense and, and has a lot to do with that, but you also have the star power uh, in that game as well with James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Got to figure they're going to be, uh, you know, probably pretty decently owned. But uh, all the stars are pretty much on this slate. We got Luka on a back-to-back, Giannis, Jokic, Harden, uh, Embiid in the way that he's been playing. Lillard's on a back-to-back, but he's been out of his mind. Vucevic has been playing out of his mind lately. He's uh, on this slate. Uh, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, all these guys. Trey Young, they're all on this slate to, uh, for Tuesday. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty interesting run of builds. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players of ten thousand dollars or more on DraftKings. That might be the most I've seen uh, this season. Uh, typically, we like to look at FanDuel uh, when we run down the podcast just for position eligibility. But uh, as of now, while we're recording, uh, FanDuel has not released the Tuesday slate. So Sean and I will be taking a look solely. Uh, at DraftKings for this preview, um, which is fine. You know, we both play on DraftKings and FanDuel. Right. You know, it's just DraftKings. Uh, I think even you have multiple position eligibility on DraftKings there, Sean. So, uh, you know, it may not be as uh, cohesive to FanDuel, but, you know, why not, we, why not just jump into it, huh? You're right. Let's do it. Uh, point guard, as I mentioned. Uh, there's a lot of guys here that are pretty highly uh, priced up. Uh, again, being DraftKings, you know, Luka Doncic, 11-2. James Harden is a point guard only for uh, DraftKings. Uh, he is 10-7. Dame Lillard's 10-4. Steph Curry against the Knicks, $10,000. Russell Westbrook, we don't know if he's going to play or not. This is the second night of a back-to-back for him. He, he did play in the last back-to-back. Uh, he's 9-8. Trey Young's 9,700. Trey Young's been playing out of his mind. Uh, almost 70 Fantasy points the other night by Trey Young against Denver. Um, you know, where are you going with this elite, elite talent at the top of the point guard position? I mean, there's so much. There's there's literally so much good talent here. Um, you know, Luca, obviously, we're, we're getting a little bit of the taste tonight. Likely, will we get KP back tomorrow? Probably. I don't know. Who knows with the back tightness? Um, you know, we already know what kind of uh, usage rate we're kind of looking at there. Fantasy point per minute is near 1.6, so... We already know Luca is is likely going to be in play, especially if KP cannot make the make it once again. Uh, James Harden, though, the guys, you know, with no KD, uh, sixty seven last, you know, he's put up over sixty seven fantasy points in what? It's like five last five of seven games. I mean, the guys playing ridiculously, um, and you know that game total at two forty two right now. It's pretty crazy not to look at James Harden for one. Um, Trey Young, as you mentioned, has a good matchup there with Cleveland. Um, you know, Ben Simmons did go. Ben Simmons also went for 70 fantasy points two games ago uh, against a good Utah team, too. So 
you know, he's got to have his name thrown in the hat too there. It's just so much, so much good good talent up here at the top. Yeah, 100% with you on that one. The Trey Young versus Cleveland. Uh, you know, like I said, if you want to save some money, you're looking at a Trey Young that's gone 69, 58, 57, three right. straight games, 40, 31, 35 actual uh, right. in those three. That shooting slump, we thought it maybe was a wrist earlier on in the year that had him down right. uh, fully seemingly recovered. So uh, getting a little bit of a bargain on Trey Young there. Uh, the middle tier here, again, you know, DraftKings, a lot of guys we're going to talk about, but uh, right. Ky- Kyrie Irving, $8,800 feels uh, you know, far too cheap. I understand James Harden is is playing at the level he is, but I mean, Irving went for 48 fancy points against the Clippers. He had 56 against these same Kings uh, two games prior. So uh, it's not as if he's any slouch. He's $8,800. Uh, Jamal Murray gets an elite matchup against Portland. Jamal Murray, 61, 68, 45 fancy he's points. Yeah. The last three games for him. I mean, uh, the, the the scoring in the NBA right now, the matchups that these guys have, uh, and the way that they're all performing is really out of this world in terms of trying to understand where you want to go. Even Fred Van Vliet, 49 fantasy points last game against Philadelphia. You know, this this whole entire mid-tier now, right. full of top ta- talent, full of recent guys putting out tremendous production. Yeah, I mean, obviously you got Kyrie Irving. You know, I know we didn't even mention De'Aaron Fox on the other side of that game, but with that total at 242, I mean, you feel like you got to kind of throw him in there too. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, and he, he hasn't really been playing that well, but this could be that matchup. We know Kyrie doesn't play a lot of defense. It's a really good spot for De'Aaron Fox. Uh, even have to throw his name in there with those two because you got Jamal Murray, who's also been smashing, uh, and then Kyrie Irving just on principle that KD's out, right? right. I mean, it's a great spot, so – you can make a case, an arguable case for all three of those guys. Yeah, 100 percent. Uh, a little bit further down, you know, we talked about Trey Young. Uh, flip side of that matchup, Darius Garland had 43 fantasy points uh, the other day against the Thunder. Um, you know, we, we, he plays a boatload of minutes, he gets his shots, and this game he kind of got everything to come together for him. Uh, he's at 6100 dollars. Uh, Michael Carter Williams has been starting, uh, playing decent minutes for for the Magic with their injuries there. Um, a good run of 20-plus fantasy point performances for him. You know, is there any of these guys, you know, 6K below, any value jumping out to you at the point guard position? We know the talent at the top is there, but any guys we can save some money on? Well, um, you know, I'm kind of with you on those two guys. Um, you kind of have to look at those. I mean, like I said, Mark, Michael Carter-Williams starting to get starter minutes. Decently good run. Um, gets a good matchup there with Detroit. I think that's really, really good. Um, a few, you know, there's really, once you, you know, you can kind of start looking again at like Pat Bev, guys who can get like Washington, you know, he's 4.5 K here, not a bad spot. Can probably get you 20 to 25 fantasy points. Um, you know, when you start going a little bit lower than that though, there's not just a ton, ton that you really love. Um, it really gets bleak after about the 4.5 K mark from what I can see. Then you're looking at, you know, total, total reserves. Yeah, I'm with you there. Maybe one guy that could stick out is uh, is Campazzo for the Nuggets. I mean, even with guys coming back for them, he played another 27 minutes the other night, 21 fantasy points. He's 4,400. He is firmly in their small ball rotation now. Millsap's already been ruled out. I think yeah. Jermichael Green has been ruled out already. So they're moving Porter to the power forward. You know, they're playing Barnett small forward, and they're just going small. Uh, so, you know, Campazzo here against Portland. Oh, yeah, um, no, you know, I – I think could be some value, but other than that, you're, you're not wrong. You know, do we want to bite in on the Dennis Smith Jr. thing again? He only played 15 minutes in that game. 
we all kind of thought that he was gonna <laughs> take the starting point guard job there, and uh, <laughs> it just never really materialized. So, it's true. Um, you know, it, it's uh, so Saban Lee, he played 33 minutes in that game. He's $3,200 for Detroit. Would you play sa- same matchup? He played Orlando 33 minutes, gets Orlando here again. 30 fantasy points, huh? 30 fan. He had 12 points, four boards, five assists, and three steals in 33 minutes. I mean, he only took seven shots, which is not great, but, you know, four rebounds, five assists, three steals. Probably maybe not replicate the three steals. Um, but I think the rebounds and, and assists are probably sustainable. And I mean, shooting sixty percent—that's you know pretty good too. I mean, um, I could I could see it. I mean, I don't think maybe thirty, but maybe I could see like in the twenty-four range. I mean, yeah. yeah and, and you know, he he, he took seven field goal attempts, but he also attempted seven free throws. So you know, you take you take sure. that away, he actually attempted a few more shots since they don't yeah. they don't count the free throws there as shot attempts. So um, you know, that's interesting. As a guy on a slate like this, we talked about all that star power on DraftKings, especially. Right. You throw Saban Lee in your util at thirty two hundred, and you you know you hope he doesn't go bottom out on you. But uh, yeah. you know we're we're gonna definitely be a little stars and scrubby. Plus, you're a GBP player, Sean. You're gonna tell me Absolutely. you're not gonna take a look at that and and, and want to get I, some action. No, I mean, yeah, it, you know, can we can we think that the thirty three minutes is is something that's gonna continue to happen? I mean, uh, uh, I don't know why it happened in the first kind, place, you know? but uh, it did. So. That's what I'm saying. It, it is definitely the first of its kind, considering he was, you know, hadn't played more than 12 minutes in uh, any game all season. Uh, most of the majority under that that total. So, right. you know, whatever prompted this is, I'm guessing, you know, Daylon Wright, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. not kind of performing. Can we maybe think that they work Dennis Smith Jr. in a little bit more next game? I mean, it, it could happen, you know. It could so, happen. <clears throat> it could definitely happen here. Uh, overshooting. Yeah, over to shooting guard, Bradley Beal against the Clippers. Now, again, this could be Bradley Beal with Russell Westbrook. Could be without Russell West, West, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, I don't think it really matters, though. $9,500, uh, I'd be buying in on that matchup. The interesting one is the guy below him, because Paul oh. George played 33 minutes um, against Brooklyn. You know, he had missed a lot of time due to injury. Played 27 in his initial return, 33 uh, against Brooklyn. and really just picked up where he left off. 57 fantasy points. 33 in the 27 minutes against Utah. And, you know, again, we know how good of a matchup Brooklyn is. I mean, Washington is maybe even a better one. Um, you know, Paul George at $9,100, is that uh, a price to be willing to pay? If you look prior injury, 95, 9,700 is where we were looking before. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it is. It is it's just a good of a matchup, I mean, here against Washington, especially getting them on a back-to-back. Uh, you do kind of got to worry a little bit about, about a blowout. I mean, you know, getting Washington here on the back. Washington's not really a good team. No, they're not. <laughs> um, so, you know, that factor is, is always in play, especially uh, in, you know, in L.A. Um, so that's one you got to think of. And, and 9-1 is, is a bigger price than we've been paying on Paul George lately. I mean, you know, I know before, you know, he came back this last time, he, he was only in the, you know, 8-8, eight, 8-7. Eight, eight, yeah, toward, towards the end there, he was in the 8. If, if you look, like, in the yeah. run before that, like the the – you know, looking at his 10-game sample log, if you look at the first six of that 10 games, he was mm-hmm. on the mid to high 90s. Uh, he did oh, for whatever yeah. reason. He did, he did come down a little bit there, didn't yeah, he? I don't, I don't really even know why that was, but, I mean, because his production was pretty uh, pretty yeah. stable there, even on the thumb down. So. Sure. But, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's pro- this could even be an ownership play for me personally. I mean, Kyrie Irving at shooting guard is right there at 8,800. I feel like yeah. more people would be off to take the $300 discount. 
on Irving against Sacramento here. Um, then probably pay for George. And at that point, we talked about Bradley Beal. Might be worth just spending the extra 400 for Beal. Uh, maybe George is a low ownership uh, play of that group. And, and probably same for Van Vliet. You know, if Kyle Lowry's out once again, we saw Van Vliet go for 49 fantasy points in the same matchup. Yeah, I mean, you know, with without Lowry, Van Vliet's going to absolutely be the main ball handler. We know that. Um, yeah, I, I really would like that spot there with, with Philly coming there. Um, that would be a good spot. 8-5 is, is a more than manageable price. Uh, I would like that quite a bit, honestly. And, I mean, if you're not going up to, yeah, like you said, you know, Kyrie Irving there, uh, I don't mind Van Fleet as the pivot. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. What do you think about Jalen Brown here against Dallas? I don't know. I was looking more at Colin Sexton or um, – you know, looking at that matchup there with Atlanta uh, yeah. for like, you know, you know, 600 bucks cheaper or 800 bucks cheaper. Yeah. But it is a good spot getting Dallas there on a back-to-back. Um, we know it'll probably have a higher total because they run a little bit faster. Boston, exactly not the fastest team in the league. Um, yeah, you know, Jalen's been, you know, been good again. Uh, he's always that cash play lock, I think. Uh, and especially at the getting up the 8K price range, I think he would probably be more of a cashy play to me. Um, are let me ask you: Are you buying the Evan Fournier forty-seven uh, back-to-back fantasy point outings here? I mean, honestly, given their lack of like other options, I kind of am. You kind of, um, right? you know, like it, it's him and Vucevic basically just taking all the shots uh, at this point. I don't know if you saw the starting lineup they threw out the other day, but it was like uh, Aminu, Carter Williams. I think Clark or Bacon started at small forward, and then it was like 48 and Vucevic, and those two guys just took all the shots. So, yeah, Allison, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, it's the same matchup, too. It's Detroit right. again. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I like it. I would buy back in. I think this is a great price. You know, I was, you know, pretty much for most of this year, anytime Fournier has been healthy and on the slate, I've kind of touted him because I felt like he was underpriced at like this, the low 6K range. Right. You know, the sites are catching on now. I'll be pretty eager to see where FanDuel uh, throws them out there whenever they decide to give us the slate. Um, you know, because for a while that he's even under 6K. Um, but, yeah, I'm buying into Fournier. I think I think he's a really good player um, anyway. So getting a good matchup against Detroit, knowing that he's going to be taking all those shots. Um, he, did, he did shoot 12 of 13 from the free throw, and that's kind of an anomaly when you're looking at the prior games. Like, Right. I mean, he got like eight free throws, two other games in his last like ten. <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, the game before that against Golden State, he went eleven for eighteen. So I mean, like, sure. Do I think is he a he's not a forty-seven per game night play? But I think at sixty-eight hundred, if he gets you thirty-five to forty, I think that's doable for him. Like, yeah, he, I mean, I love the yeah, love the rebound, love the assist that he's yeah, because you know? he's basically playing point forward at this point. So yeah, yeah, totally love it. Totally like the spot. I think it's a great spot. Once again, like I said, in the rubber match. Like the price still, I think it's still just a hair bit cheap. Um, definitely liking that one. Do you lean one way or the other on the two king guards here, Halliburton and Heald? You want to really like Halliburton. You know, you really want to like what he's doing. Just put up 48 fantasy points against Milwaukee. I mean, it. you know, it was a good spot. He took 16 shots, and that's two uh, back-to-back games that he's taken at least 16 shots. That's a really good sign. Um, you know, he's just playing well. Five rebounds, eight assists, a block. He's now put up two blocks and four steals in his last two games, five steals in his last three. You know, putting up good actual points, too. The guy just has really nice upside. Buddy, I just feel like he's, he's 
And, and I know you're going to – we've talked about it plenty of times. I just think he's shot dependent. I think he's got to hit his shots. I mean, you see it in the game before against Chicago. He he put up 35 fantasy points, but he had to take 21 shots to get it, and he only hit 10 of them. Right. You know? So it's just one of them things with Buddy. He doesn't do just a whole lot more. If his shot's not falling, it, it just – you know, he doesn't get much for you. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, yeah, we, we've definitely – Talked a lot about it. You know, in in years prior, he had kind of upped some of his other numbers, but I think maybe even Halliburton now being there on the floor as much, he's just even becoming more of a shot dependent play and letting Halliburton uh, maybe do a little bit more of the uh, of the other stuff. Um, if we're looking below six K range here, Josh Jackson's seeing a big bump in production now lately. Again, they're down Dylan Wright. They traded Derrick Rose. They they really could use that scoring. Punch. He's coming off the bench. He's not even starting for them. They're going Wayne Ellington. They're going Sadiq Bay. Um, so you have Jackson there. And a guy that I've really loved this season has been Anthony Edwards. He's kind of hitting the rookie wall at this moment. But I really look at the last three games, though, and think they've um, they've kind of been tough if you look at the game scripts. You know, the Pacers, yeah. 39 minutes. You just didn't have the shot. Pacers aren't the easiest of teams to play against. Toronto, that game was 81-86 final. So it's yep. not like there was much offense doing there. And he, again, struggled shooting. And then the Knicks are actually one of the better defensive teams in the league this year playing at a super slow pace. He wasn't able to get much going there either. But we've seen teams start going at Milwaukee lately and scoring. You just mentioned Halliburton uh, had himself a really good game. Yeah. Yeah, do you think this could potentially be a bounce back for Edwards? And do you like Jackson coming off the bench for Detroit? Yeah, I mean, I totally do. I mean, if you look at, you know, his 51 fantasy point game, and then about, right before that, he had, you know, a string of 32, 33 there, uh, then 51, and then he kind of started going back down. It, it was, you know, and then you see that he was shooting between 15 and 21 times a game. Um, the last three games, he's not hit more than three shots, and he's taken 15, 14, and 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's shooting 27, 21, and 20%. Uh, you you, you got to think that there's only one way to go, right? right. There's got to be a correction there. So, <laughs> you know, like I, the, I, the, I average think... of the law of numbers here means that, you know, at some point this has to go back up. So, right. yeah, I mean, you want to get behind that that bounce back. I think tomorrow is definitely a good spot. Uh, like you mentioned, he's really, you know, his price is still fair. It gets a – I can't say a pace up because Minnesota plays fast too. But, right. you know, this total is probably going to be in the upper 230s, I would probably say. So, yeah, I mean, and we said, I think we did get the total on this thing. Is what, 228, 230, something like that? Uh, yeah. Either way. It uh, was uh, 231. It's an 11 and a half point spread. But again, right. uh, yeah. Milwaukee's had trouble closing teams out, though. So, you yeah. know, it's really been Giannis or Bus. Middleton finally came through uh, the other game against uh, Sacramento, I think it was. Yeah, like 60 fancy was before that. He was struggling and, you know, not having Drew Holiday to, you know, really give them that big three, quote unquote. Um, yeah. You know, Milwaukee's been forced to play. They lost outright to the Thunder when the Thunder didn't even have uh, Gilgis Alexander active. So, I mean, like, I, th- I think uh, potentially, you know, Minnesota could maybe hang around here for a little bit. And, and Edwards plays probably anyways, regardless of, of score. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing big minutes, 30 plus. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to think he's, he's going to see the minutes either way, you know. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Um, same guy in that tier is Joe Harris. The minutes are all been over 30 for him. Uh, you know, it's a great spot. I just hate trying to compete with Kyrie Irving and James, and, Harden. Uh, and James yeah. Harden for shots. You know, that's like my biggest worry there. Um, you know, he's been okay. I don't know if I want to pay 5700 for him when if you go down the list, there's guys like Dante DiVincenzo, who I know, um, at least I've been kind of a fan of. 
Right. Uh, you know, Monty Morris gets this Portland matchup. His minutes uh, lately have been on the rise because I mentioned they've been going small ball. Um, you know, anybody else? Hutchinson, Tim Hardaway. Yeah, and, right. And, exactly. If anybody sits out there, like yeah. those guys, all yeah. could have increased value. Yep. Yep. I mean, Josh Richardson. I know started out really hot this game. He was probable to play all day, and and then went through warmups and was good to go. Um, I know he came out hot. I think he had like eight points and like four or five rebounds within the first like eight nine minutes of the game. So. Not sure how um, he he's faring right now, but you know he's he's a good look. I mean, price is cheap. It's not not just the loveliest matchup against Boston here, but I still think with if he's going to get those starter minutes, I mean, yeah, he's at eleven six two and two steals right now, coming out of halftime. So he's already he's already over like twenty fantasy points. Yeah, I mean Tim Hardaway. I think he was he was hitting a few threes there too. He's he got twenty really, actual right now, Tim Hardaway. So. You know, if, if KP happens to sit again, those will definitely be a couple of guys you have to look at. Yep, 100% with you on that one. Uh, small forward, we have Kawhi Leonard at the top. So sort of the same situation uh, as George, if you're worried about the matchup against the Wizards and possible blowout. But Leonard's only $9,400 on on, fan, on DraftKings, rather. I think that's a, you know, a really good price tag for him. Um, and then my guy Jason Tatum at 8900 you know, 51, 50, 55 fantasy points the last three games for him. 20-plus shots in all three, giving you rebounds, giving you steals. He had a three-block game against Atlanta. Um, you know, I, I think this could be a really good uh, Tatum game here at 8,900. Yeah, I really like I really like Tatum's spot here. I'm catching Dallas on a back-to-back, who, which, you know, when I saw they were they were leading Grizzlies pretty good. Um, so that technically could work out badly. Yeah, 20-point game right now for Dallas. Yeah, that technically could work out bad uh, badly for anybody who played Mavericks tonight. But – um, still yet, I think Tatum, you know, um, getting them on a back-to-back is a pretty good spot. He's been playing really well, 50-plus, as you mentioned, the last three. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he would probably be the pivot if you want to get off Kawhi and not play Kawhi in that spot, which I'm, I would probably likely go with the pivot. Um, Middleton, is, is, you know, I know he's fresh off that big game. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a turn of things for him. Um, he, he, you know, had been decent, had been decent, had a couple down games, but – we know what he can put up, and uh, Minnesota, we know, is not very good defensively. So, really, like, kind of like that spot for Middleton, too. Yeah, mid-tier, Cal Uribe isn't playing out of his mind. I know it's the Knicks, so it's not the greatest of matchups for him, but three straight games, over 40 fantasy points uh, for Uber here. Right. 43, 45, 20, 42, uh, still under $7,000. I mean, the way that they're using him right now, rotating him in with the second unit, um, you know, letting him be that primary scorer for them, uh, it's really, you know, really allowed him to blossom after a slow start to the year. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I totally agree. He's been putting up tremendous numbers here lately. Pat, last over pretty much the five, six game span. So I'm there with you. Uh, I think the price is definitely starting to get up there, but as long as he keeps producing, then no, no problems at all. Uh, Torian Prince is, is doubtful again to play. Um, Seti Osman, 33 minutes, uh, 34 minutes against the Thunder here against Atlanta. Great matchup for him. You know, $5,600 is more than the sub 5K we had been paying, but uh, if he's going to get this run, we know, we, you know, Osman does have some upside. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's been putting up good numbers, 25 or more fantasy points in his last, what, four of five, yeah, last four straight, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a couple games over 32 fantasy points. I think he's definitely in a good spot here against Atlanta, pays up spot. Yeah. I mean, especially if, they, you know, if he's out again, yeah, totally, totally don't mind it at all. 
Uh, after a slow start or, or slow stretch, RJ Barrett's turning it around. Any interest uh, with him? It's a good matchup against Golden State. Well, I mean, like that, he played the 34 minutes last game. You know, 33 uh, two games before against Atlanta. Um, as you know, that was what he was starting to kind of lack. We saw his minutes kind of dipping and being crazy from 19, 27, 26, 22, jumped up to 33, 27, and then 34. So, I mean, hopefully that's good, good positive signs of things to come. You know, fantasy production is back up. 28 or more in his last three. Uh, love the spot here. I mean, Golden State's nothing to, to write home about. So, yeah, I, I totally like that at home. I think it's a good spot for Barrett. Uh, I'm actually just kind of scrolling down the rest of the small forward, like, Nothing jumps out to me. We did talk about a couple of these guys already, you know, yeah. with with uh, Richardson, Hardaway, I guess potentially, uh, and Cam Reddish is considered considered probable. I was gonna say if Reddish sat out, then like Carter or Gallinari would see an increase. Right. I, mean, I can maybe get behind Reddish then against Cleveland. I mean, he's been playing well. You know, the Denver matchup, you know, it wasn't the best spot for him, uh, but prior to that, the numbers had been pretty good, and he gets Cleveland this spot, so. I don't know, maybe Cam Reddish jumping out to you at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. If Like you said, if things fall correctly, I think that would be a, a decent play. Yeah, I don't mind it. Or are you going to go down there to Bruce Brown, who's been playing good minutes too, mm-hmm. uh, put up almost 30 fantasy points last game, a couple games where he's you know, continually getting 25-plus minutes last three or four. I mean, you kind of right. look that way with, with Durant out. He'll probably get some run. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's 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 about. I, I guess it's actually worth mentioning because it just popped into my mind here. Um, Minnesota made a coaching change last night. Um, oh, that's right. Know, so I, I wonder. I'm curious how their rotations end up working out. Um, you know, the aside from last game, Jaden McDaniels had played over 30 minutes in two straight. Only played 22 um, <laughs> against the Knicks. Yeah. You know, if if the new coach comes in and wants to play the youngsters, if McDaniel's finds himself in a starting lineup, maybe I could uh could, could buy into that. And if the Kings continue to have their injury issues, I don't know why, but Daquan Jeffries played 40 minutes against Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. You know, he had 33 fantasy points in that one. Now we would get Brooklyn. I forgot, yeah, I forgot he got the start. But yeah, yeah so I mean, like, those could be two guys that keep an eye on. Uh, you know, if they find themselves back in the starting lineup. Yeah, Jeff, uh, Jeffries for sure. I mean, that could definitely be a thing. Um, if he does happen to get the start again, I mean, he played really well in his last spot start, so I don't see why he wouldn't if they, you know, they're continuing to have the Harris-Barnes injury. I know, you know, Rashawn Holmes came back, but, you know, with Barnes still out, that, that allowed Jeffries to slide in there at the small forward spot. So, you know, Barnes yeah, Holmes is still yeah. limited, too, with like 20 minutes or so. So Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I like those calls for sure. McDaniels is interesting. Um Especially against Milwaukee, because I mean, even if they do get ahead, you could still see him get thirty minutes. So I definitely think that's an interesting play for sure. Uh, power forward, uh, Giannis is at the top against Minnesota. I mean, this feels like a seventy-point fantasy point effort uh, on its way here. Definitely does uh, for Giannis. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is not a good defender at all, um, and like we mentioned, they've been going with either Jordan Vanderbilt or Jared Vanderbilt or. Uh, J.D. McDaniels or Juancho Hernan Gomez played right. like 15 minutes. Like they they don't have a front court. Not that not that many teams in NBA do, but Minnesota especially do not have anybody in their front court uh, to handle Giannis here. So while he's 11K, uh, I I feel like 70 points is is expected almost in this matchup. 
Yeah, I mean, it should. You know, I mean, these two teams both have not played a lot of defense lately. And, and you know, as you mentioned, the front court for, for Minnesota is just not that great. Um, you know, Jules Randall here gets a great spot, too. Um, I think he's just been really smashing lately. Continues to put up big numbers. You know, 64 fantasy points three games ago, 49 last game, 55 a couple games ago. Um, you know, Golden State, we know, has is, is not been – you know, I know Wiseman's coming back, Kevon Looney's coming back, but still yet – Randall's just been too, too good this year. Uh, I think that, you know, getting him at, and, you know, I know Giannis, we're expecting 70, but, you know, the price change there, I think it's a decent pivot uh, if you want to kind of look at Randall. Yeah, I, I, ran, I, I like Randall going up against Golden State. Um, it's going to be interesting for Golden State here because both Wiseman and Looney practiced today. Right. Um, so they could both very well make their return, which would, yeah. um, you know, I, I would hope they would go play Wiseman. I, I imagine both would end up even being limited if they did play. But, you know, I think if Draymond ends up, um, you know, moving to power forward instead of center, we've talked about Randall maybe going to small ball center for the right. Knicks. You know, we'll see how that matchup plays out. But uh, I definitely like the Randall play um, against Golden State. Uh, we talked about Tatum already. Um, what do you think about Tobias Harris here? He did not shoot the ball well from three the other day against Toronto, but still managed – 33 fantasy points. His his recent splurge of fantasy production had come with Simmons and Embiid out of the lineup, but, you know, is 8,300 enough for you to play for him against Toronto? I mean, you know, it's been a long-standing thing all season long that we that we usually play, you know, either the, either the small forward or the power forward against Toronto pretty much any game. Uh, so he kind of still fits the bill. The price isn't exactly what we love. Because, um, you know, felt like just, you know, two weeks ago we were getting Tobias for a 7.6. And then, you know, he had that string of run like you were talking about where he goes for 59 or 58, 58 and 48 fantasy points. And then his price jumps up, you know, and then he kind of goes back to a 33 fantasy point performance. But as you mentioned, you know, he's still getting the shots. You know, he's still taking 17 plus a game, um, has taken 17 or 16 plus in his last four straight. I know you mentioned with, you know, Embiid and Simmons being out. Uh, but we know that he's probably still got 40, you know, 40 uh, fantasy point upside. So yeah. I, don't, I don't mind it a bit. Yeah, I like that uh, as well here. Um, at $6,500 against Cleveland, John Collins, I think, is fitting to be one of my maybe one of my favorite plays here. Uh, so far, in terms of like price point plus upside plus matchup, uh, yep. looking at John Collins here against Cleveland is, is interesting. Yeah, I mean, the minutes are good. 30 plus in his last, you know, uh, four or five games. Putting up good numbers, 30, 30 more fantasy points in his last four or five as well. So totally don't mind it. The price has kind of come down a little bit, which is a little bit more, you know, advantageous for playing him in those spots, especially against Cleveland. So I, I totally agree with that on John Collins. Uh, any other guys down the power forward list sticking out to you? Uh, you know, you really want to like Bagley. <laughs> you really do. Um, and he's, you know, he's been getting more minutes. He's been yep. getting good run. Um 29-35, you know, he had a nice little string there. He went for 31, 37, and, you know, 49 fantasy points. Then he had, you know, 24 last game, but he only shot 5 of 12. I mean, he didn't get a lot of rebounds. It is Milwaukee, so you can kind of expect. Yeah, I'd like Giannis, I'd take for those that. Guys. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then, you know, like I said, you look at the game before against Chicago, against a bad team, um, you know, who doesn't defend the bigs real well, had 11 boards. Game before against Miami, against a good deep, you know, defensive and offensive rebounding Miami team had ten boards. So um, I think it's a good spot against Brooklyn. Yeah. I think um, I think it's a good price. 
Yeah, yeah, 30 fantasy points in 21 minutes against Brooklyn back on February 15th. So uh, if Barnes is out again, if Holmes is still limited, and we if we think we can confidently, which is never the case with the Luke Walton run team, right. play Bagley for 30 minutes against Brooklyn, yeah, I, I think that there's some nice upside there. We already mentioned it, 240 total. I mean, uh, $5,900 for Bagley. I, I'm, I'm in full-on agreement with you there. Um Again, nobody else is jumping out to me. Like, Derek Jones has been okay. Uh, you know, they'll be on the back-to-back. It is Denver. You could potentially go game theory narrative if you think Milwaukee actually has it in the blow it out. You know, Bobby Portis is 5K. You know, in those games where they've had those huge leads, we've seen Portis go for 40 fantasy points before. And Minnesota would certainly be a team conducive enough to allow that to happen. So maybe there's some uh, – uh, Bobby Portis GPP love there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I totally don't mind it. I, I feel like his price is still just, you know, a little bit high on the high side. You want him like forty five hundred, probably. Exactly. Yeah, you want it to be definitely less than five k. I feel like, um, and then in that sense, you know, you can kind of go down to like a Gallinari or, or Daniel Tice, who have both been kind of playing well lately. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we probably can assume again with Dallas if, if uh, KP's not able to go with Maxi Kleba. I mean, he should probably play some minutes. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I'm totally good. You know, OG, I know we kind of ran over him, uh, but he did play 30 minutes last yeah, game. Yeah, a good price on him, too, for a potential upside. Really good price. You know, Philadelphia, we, we know the Wings have, have been able to, to shoot really well against him. If he gets hot from the three point line, I feel like he can probably crush pretty good, too. Yeah, a little rusty since his, his comeback over seven right. in the last. Only the one three point attempt the other night against Philly is a little bit surprising. Uh, yeah, 5,300 right. is probably some of the cheapest numbers we've seen on him. Right. Uh, all season yeah. long, so uh, that's a good that's a good call for you there. Um, center spot, uh, we mentioned Giannis, who's center eligible on DraftKings, but you got Jokic against Portland, Enos Cantor defense. We're gonna love that. Joel Embiid yep. gets the same matchup against Toronto. He shot six of twenty in that game and still managed fifty four fantasy points because of twenty five points and seventeen boards. Yep. I imagine if he takes twenty shots again against Toronto, he would do better than six of twenty. Uh, so, uh, 10, six for him. And then we mentioned Vucevic. I mean, 64 and 74 fantasy points, the last two games for Nikola Vucevic. And he's running it right back against Detroit here, uh, at 10 two, you know, where do you go at the top tier of this point guard, uh, center position rather? Well, I like Joel simply because I think that that game will have a higher total than Detroit and, and Orlando. Um, but Vucevic obviously has the matchup here. I mean, Detroit has been allowing pretty much the most fantasy points to the center spot all season long. It's not going to change. Um, Vucevic has been too good. Um, do we think that they might get a lead? Yeah. We have seen that happen. Uh, that's my only kind of concern about playing Vucevic over, you know, over 10K. Um, so I, I think I leaned the Embiid side. I, I just think that, like you said, if he doesn't shoot 6 of 20, uh, I think he's easily going for 65 plus uh, in that matchup. So I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to lean with Joel. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. Um, yeah, like I said, six of 20. It's a matchup where I think Toronto can keep it close. You're going to get full minutes out of them. Um, so I'm, I'm 100% in on that call. You know, Towns has looked good. In the last couple of games now, you know, finally had that 60-point game going up against the Knicks, who, again, centers against the Knicks have just been a thing all season long. But, right. you know, you look at two of the last three games now, 30-10 against Indiana, 
27 and 15 against the Knicks. Offensively, we're starting to see that you know the dominant towns of old when he used to be up over 10k. So you know we are getting a discount on him. I don't know if this is the matchup for it. Um, you know Giannis looming there is a is a little bit worrisome. Not so much Brooke Lopez, but right. um, you know we are getting at least a discount right now. I think on towns than we generally would be. Um, you know, if he continues, if he goes out and throws another 50 pointer up, we're looking at an over 10 K towns, probably mm-hmm. the next slate that they have out there. So, um, you know, that's at least something to consider, you know, towns is an elite offensive player. He's as good as any of the guys above them offensively, in my opinion. So, um, you know, a little bit of a discount on him there. Then you have this Capella Jared Allen matchup. I was just looking at Jared Allen and I'm right. Like, Jared oh, Allen has been 7.5. <laughs> Hell, how is he still on 7.5K right now? Like, They're they're bumping him up like $200 a slate, basically. Yeah, and he jumped from 34 minutes to 42 minutes. I get it, you know. <clears throat> he, he, he shot 11 from he 11. He didn't miss a shot, yeah. <laughs> he did not miss a shot. Um, and he's just been really, really good, really good lately. Um, 39, 44, 56 fantasy points. A 7.5K, I mean, I don't see how he doesn't end up just over chalk. I just don't really see how you just can't play that. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Again, I'm looking down. No, DraftKings, obviously, there's like a thousand players that can play center. So, like, yeah, there, there's certainly the potential for other guys to slot in there. I think one, for me, if we're looking down at some value, um, that could potentially be a little bit interesting here. You know, Jeff Green is questionable to play in this game. Green's been playing that small ball center for, um, you know, for Brooklyn. You know, DeAndre Jordan at 5,500 played 32 minutes the other day against the Clippers, 43 fantasy points. Um, he played 27 minutes against the Kings. He had 27. If Jeff Green's out, DeAndre Jordan at 5,500, if we think he's only 30 minutes against Sacramento here, I, I think he could give us 13-11 with blocks again. Like, I think that's very well much in the bag for him. Yeah, I think that's totally feasible. I mean, yeah, if he's going to play that kind of minutes, I mean – you know, Holmes, I know he's a decent defender, but I totally don't think it's anything that we're, you know, looking to fade. But the only thing that I worry about, you know, he did have a little bit of added, went back to, you know, his old stomping grounds in L.A. in that last game. Yeah, I was all over the revenge narrative and, uh, you know, I played the 20 max that day and had a had a few lines out there of, uh, of DeAndre Jordan for sure. He definitely smashed. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would, you know, kind of go there or, or maybe look at maybe like a Chris Boucher at 5'8", or mm-hmm. um, right when you were mentioning that, I was looking at Tristan Thompson at 4'4". Um, the guy's been, been playing well. Yeah, Tr- Thompson's been playing good, but obviously, you know, I being a Celtics fan, uh, they're sort of, yeah. I think they have all of their centers sort of on display. I was right. going to save this till the end, but uh, since you brought it up, uh, the Time Lord has been getting a, a little bit of extended run lately. And I know the minutes, you know, you you see 20, you see 19, 16, 21. You're like, well, John, he's not, he's not on the floor like the whole game. But no. he's putting numbers. Well, when he is on the floor, my God, is he everywhere. Uh, just type in Robert Williams on YouTube and they do all the game highlights. I mean, <laughs> 21 minutes against the Pelicans, 8 points, 13 boards, 4 blocks. He played 16 minutes against Atlanta, 12.7 rebounds, four blocks. He had right. five steals, eight and eight against Denver. You know, like he he's everywhere right now. Well, just give him 30 minutes already. Yeah, there is. So there's been a lot of sort of, you know, uh, media pressure uh, uh, around the team of late, you know, uh, and wanting to see, 
what Robert Williams can do. And he's gone from not playing basically to now in the rotation. Um, Brad Stevens has shortened his roles of guys. Grant Williams basically no longer on the floor anymore, which is fine because he doesn't add anything to the team. He's, you know, he's a six, six forward who doesn't shoot. So like, uh, why not give Robert Williams a little bit more run, but you're dead. Right. I mean, Tristan Thompson getting a little bit more minutes, playing fantastic. Robert Williams, I think, has that upside, maybe more of a, a punt play on FanDuel because you get three points per block and steal there. And, I mean, you okay. know, you're getting 12 points each of the last two nights. Justin blocks and steals alone um, is there. But I, I'm with you. I think the Boston centers here against a Dallas team that doesn't defend the center position well. They tend to play small themselves. Porzingis stretches the floor. So I, I think all of those guys are, are in play. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, I don't know about you, but you know, I was kind of already sc- scoping out the rest, and there's nothing else that I just yeah. Nerlens Noel, maybe uh, thirty minutes keeps playing. Yeah. You know, like He's nothing crazy. Not under five k. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, like you mentioned, Maxi Kleba already. Like that could, you know, that's fine. You could dart throw Zubac if you pick the right day that he plays 20 Aaron minutes. Bain, Aaron Baines did play 30, 30 minutes last game. I mean, yeah, you know, they, they need the big body against Embiid. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, you know, that could be it. That could be a reason. Again, not that I love playing Aaron Baines, but, you know, 3,200, he had 16 fantasy points. I don't know. Like, he gets, you know, if he scores a couple more baskets or gets a couple rebounds, he's looking at 20 plus. I mean, right. Not like uh, any worse than playing a 4K player and you know having them score 16 fantasy points. So something to look at. I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that one. So um, it'll be an interesting slate. Nine games. We know there's going to be injury news that breaks. Uh, Are you on the playbook, Sean, or is it Grind? It is you. So you'll be on the playbook. You'll have all the work for everybody. You'll have the full slate. Uh, Live stream will be returning. Uh, No baseball draft interrupting that for Tuesday. Um, you know, and we'll have the fast break, the starting five, the value vault, the works uh, to bring you this nine-game slate. But for Sean Mitchell, Johnny Pembo, we will catch you guys next time.